fewer my I have fewer Christians. There, I am emptying. There, I am emptying. Emptying yeah, Christians are emptying. Yeah. That's good. Are ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first thing is, I can see. I can see what I am not. Clearly, I cannot see what I am. So I have a feeling of being in the personal absolute, like the non-dual I, but not in the ultimate absolute. So this is like. Do you do you think or perceive that the absolute can perceive itself phenomenally? Can the absolute know itself phenomenally? Yes. And how would it know itself phenomenally? Like uh, an experience of uh, energy, ecstasy, whatever. I have this kind of expectation. That that is due a little bit to. The phenomenality of the dualistic uh, mind that can only comprehend the possibility of perceiving something phenomenally as other, as an object that can be looked upon, or something like that. So I, I this is why, actually, I ask you the question: Can the seer be seen? Because the seen can be seen. What is what? Is, what as quality can be perceived, can be measured and compared. You know. But that, uh, that which is perceiving this, can this also be seen? I think it can. Yeah. By whom is it? Can it be seen? We see itself in an unpersonal way as a light or a presence. I don't know. No, no. Let's look at it because it's something important. You know, even if you say it can see itself, but and I ask you, in what? How can it see itself? And you, you went to very subtle. Uh, qualities to say yeah. as light or presence, but these are phenomena also because you see it, it is something that I will be looking at something. I mean, the eyes can see everything, but can they look upon themselves directly? They can't. The example I gave before was that, uh, like the knife that can cut so many things, but it cannot cut itself because it is one; it's complete. To cut something, it has to divide or something. You see. It can it can cut other, but itself it cannot cut. But it's like when I contemplate on this question, who am I? I'm going to like my heart, and it's like my identity can watch itself. Or I don't know, I don't understand it. But it's like I get into this uh, non-dual I, which has a kind of self-recognition. But maybe this is an illusion. Maybe it's because I'm I'm looking from the the true me. Yeah, it's it's a very subtle thing we're talking about, you know, because I sometimes myself speak about um, a non-dual or non-phenomenal recognition, yeah. and these words, in a sense, they don't make sense no. to the mind. Uh, a non-phenomenal recognition means that it's recognizing something which is not as an object or a f- or no. a phenomenon. Qualityless state. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But even if I say to recognize a qualityless state. If it's coming from the mind, the mind will actually create a subtle image of a qualityless state in order to comprehend it. You see, yeah. this type of self-knowledge, we have to forget entirely the the classical meaning of the word knowledge. Yeah. 
which means Constant a knower, words. the thing known, and the function of knowingness, which is a sort of, uh, which is clearly dualistic, you know. So why would we use the word self-knowledge? Seems like there's a self to know, and what is going to know that self? It, it, it's, it's not a riddle. It will be a riddle if it's kept only into the mental realm. But it's a very intuitive um, knowledge. And I don't know if the word knowledge is, is misleading sometimes. It can be misleading. I know everything. I can know everything, meaning I can know everything phenomenally in terms of objects. Even I'm calling including objects, I'm, I'm including thought. Anything that is perceivable. Yeah. So whatever it is that can be re recognized through consciousness, I'm calling it an object of consciousness. Yeah. All this we can see. Yeah. But the perceiver of this we cannot see, except as a sort of a subtle kind of identity, if there's an identity. If there's a feeling, oh yes, I like this and I don't like that, then that observer is possessed of some quality, yeah. some characteristics in order to say, I like or I don't like. Is there any adjustment at all? So, it, so if there is an observer who has interest in what is being observed, then that observer is not the absolute observer. He, he must be carrying the seeds of some quality that... Uh, but you said the absolute could have love. You said that yesterday or the day before. I don't say it has love. Except that the love is present there, no? so, you can say that. Yeah. And I made the, the 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 point of saying the love is not necessarily a dualistic love, as we ordinarily experience or express love to be. That it is a love for something. You can call it self-love, but it's not a dualistic love. So then I said the love here represents the the unity of being. So. Again, if we use the mind, it seems, you know, what, what does that mean, the unity of being, you see? So it's an intuitive uh, knowingness that uh, when I'm undivided, a perfume is emitted from that unity, and that perfume is felt like love. It's yeah. not different. We could give it another name, like supreme contentment or something like that, which is not different from love in my way of perceiving it's much, much easier to understand, you know. Yes. I, I like I'm, I'm, I'm getting aligned with, with the way you you, you understand. So uh, uh, it's very it's much easier. Uh, yes, and also you can say uh, the way in which I can understand, because there are different ways that understanding can yeah. occur. It's not rigid. There are different ways in which understanding can manifest uh, somehow. Yeah, my next question is mm -hmm. about the purpose of life. Because I have experienced in myself a very strong identity, like uh, I bring love, light and joy. I have had this as a kind of mantra or identity. I bring love, light and joy. This is who I am. Uh, and I found this instance in therapy many years ago, working on myself, who I am, what will bring. And uh, I was very satisfied with that. For some reason, it seems. When you say you bring love, light, and joy, uh, to whom do you bring? To my mother. 
Does she does she receive it? No, not at all. But this is my intent, my my basic intent, my first intent, mm. my aim or purpose or what I want to do, like I, I say this because, you know, sometimes uh, it, it sounds noble enough in some way to say, you know, I bring uh, this joy, I bring this peace, I bring so and so and so. Uh, but if there is an intention is somehow, an it may not fulfill its its aim, you know. I because have definitely failed miserably. Yeah. So this, is, this has caused me much pain. However, yeah. at a certain point, when one comes to see that love, light, and joy is the kind of perfume that arises out of being. It doesn't have an intention. It's simply just there. Like the flower is not producing a smell for you. It, it, it's there. And if you're in its presence, you're likely to, to taste this perfume, to feel and to enjoy this perfume. But it doesn't mind whether you smell it or not. Then there's something very... Innocent about this, very pure. Yeah, I understand. But I if it, the, yeah. the, the intent is in some kind of way brutal, it has a power. Yes, uh, will it, it, and sometimes it can be it can be intrusive. Yeah, yeah. It's a violent, uh, imposing energy. It can be. Yeah, it is. It, perhaps the it perhaps the initial intention yeah. is not to create that effect, but the very fact that there is an intention behind it, usually driven by some uh, kind of. Uh, uh, a projection the arising from a sense of self yeah. as the giver of something uh, good. But this is why I say forget all about all these things. Just be clear and understand yourself. Without, it, it doesn't require that you are, you know, you have the, the job or the task or, or the duty or the joy to spread joy or to, to give knowledge even because it's, it's more innocent than this. It simply is. Like the sun is shining, it's not shining for flowers or, you know. So you say, let go of that? Is well, that yes, yes, if you can. I, I see it. There's more, free, there's more freedom. Yeah. Because by letting go of it, you don't feel disappointment. If you make appointments, you'll feel disappointments. Yeah, yeah. An appointment, by this I mean that, you know, you, you, you have an intention. And almost always our intentions fail because it's... it's it's almost contrary to the to the to the integrity of the cosmic flow. Mm. It's like a personal yeah. thing, yeah. and uh, just the person is is exposed as being off key on in so many ways yeah. in respect to the beingness. I have one more question. Uh -huh. uh, this is about if if I am only the absolute. If. As I am only the absolute, yeah. will will I not have a specific manifestation, like a, a characteristic, like uh, am I like you? Are everybody the same? Or do well, I they are the same and different. They they come from the same root, but they're different expression. Like two different flowers. Yes, they, they all grow out of the ground, yeah. but they have different smell, different color, different shape, different season when they flower. All of these things can be there. 
This is, this is mystic to me. Of course it is mystical because <laughs> the human mind cannot comprehend the, the wisdom of this, this inexhaustible energy and, and, and love and, uh, and just magnificence. No, one, no human being, meaning the, the limited consciousness in its expression as a human being, can comprehend the totality. And the totality is not fixed in, in terms of its manifestation. It, it's just unending potential and possibilities of manifesting itself. I mean, it's no, no human being can comprehend it even. You see, the sages, they comprehend it spontaneously but not particularly they don't, they don't in fact they don't go into the 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 you know they don't focus in necessarily like a kind of uh, macroscopic study although they can look at one thing and in that one thing understand the nature of everything if they wanted to and there you are answering my fourth question uh, about the nature of the absolute true nature of god or Mm. But who wants to know this? Identity wants to know. To make the jump into the absolute. And uh, uh, no, I see this is stupid. It's like I stand in the position of identity and want to know about the absolute, so that I can kind of dare to jump, dare to dare to go there. Yeah. It's like yeah. It, it, it's uh, <sighs> it's ignorance. It's ignorance. Uh, I would say more than arrogance. It's can just it's just our ignorance. It cannot be that uh, uh, the human instrument is so limited, uh, given the fact that, I mean, there's a tremendous amount of potential in it, uh, in, the, in its aspect of consciousness, but in the aspect of a personal mind, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's just, uh, on, on no level can the relative measure the absolute in any form at all. It's just such a way out, way off yeah. mark yeah. Um, um, thing. I, I, from that, I, I kind of experience myself to be Absolute in the relative, and know this is absurd. no, no, it's okay. No, it's not absurd. I mean, it's not absurd. It's only absurd. I don't sound absurd. It's, it's I understand not, what like you're saying. I've been looking, 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 looking so much, and I can see I'm this, I'm not this, I'm not this, uh, and still there's something left, some some reminiscence left, uh, and for some reason I do not manage to say I'm not this and just fall into the absolute which I am. Uh, it gives me a sense of, of absolute in the relative, but it might be just the relative borrowing the, the qualities of the absolute in some way, mirroring it in some way. Uh, but it's like I'm caught in a, in a bubble, in a, in a, it's a mirror, mirror bubble, a perfect mirror bubble. This is my experience. In a sense, by identifying as a person, you seal your own fate. Meaning that uh, by this attraction to and the fear of leaving the personal identity, it's like you you nail yourself in your own box somehow because it doesn't go very far. Whatever we may imagine, you know, this knowledge is not really worth anything at all. I know that. 
Yes. I know that. Mm. And I see that. So, 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 what to do? It depends what is your aim, you know, what you ultimately want. And, and, and well, if you want truth, you must keep on questioning who you are rather than what you think and what you project and what you've studied. You must keep on, you know, uh, looking into in, with what, with what um, identity am I, am I uh, speaking of an intention? With what identity presently? Am I speaking about uh, an intention? You must constantly keep checking in. Who am I speaking as at the moment? Because there's a, a mighty assumption behind this type of um, request. You constantly go back to the place of identity. You know? And as long as you have an identity, you will have a desire, an intention to do something. But the whole thing is a fraud. You know, it's sprouting out of the the sense of identity, which is just attached to or addicted to the sense of wanting to attain, achieve something or conquer something. Yeah. And it's afraid to, to give up its, its unique, its apparent uniqueness. But it's such a limitation, you see. Yeah. I, I agree completely. Mm. There must be something I do not see. Uh, let me, let me go from another angle. Uh, I, I ask this question, who am I not? Who am I? And am I this? And I see I'm not this. But it's like when I touch into truth, I often experience a huge charge, like some energies blocked or frozen. So it's like the, like touching an electric wire, like like that. If you ask the question, "Who am I?" Yeah. and you are anticipating an answer, because really there's no answer really to the question, "Who am I?" There is no. If I gave an answer, or you picked out an answer, or you received an answer from some place, you bound to admit it cannot be this. I can't be the end. It cannot be this. Who am I? You are the absolute. It means nothing at all. It's just some words. You are the absolute. So, you see... It, so I can go on asking forever. Well, let's have a look. If there is no answer to the question, who am I, then what is the purpose of asking the question, who am I? must be another purpose. Why does the sages, they recommend, you know, they encourage this questioning? Why? If no answer is going to be acceptable. It must lead to some experience of truth. Yes, it must be an invitation to introspect something and to find a kind of revelation must happen out of it. It cannot just merely be a conceptual reply. So you say it's just a door into your own self. So you say continue this inquiry and you will, in the end, understand what this points to. I can go one step nearer and ask you who is even asking the question? Yesterday, I have a strong knowledge that I am the absolute, or, or, yeah, or but, I am, I am. Yeah, but that's nothing, there's no power in that. 
There is no power in this. You know? Because even if I ask you who is asking the question, you say, well, it's my mind. There's no power in this also. You have to look. This is what using the question is. It's not just, you know, it's my mind, like you give the right answer or something. Oh, yeah. you, you must look ah, see. And, and explore and experience your finding or non-finding. It has to come from something stronger than just, uh, you thinking. know, intellect or thinking, yeah. is it? Yeah. kind of try to follow my attention back to the absolute, back to me. And I'm still lost in this exercise. For, for the moment, don't refer to the absolute as you. They're just even, even, don't even bother using even the term the absolute mm. for the moment. Because the mind just makes it into something and mm. uh, it's, not, it's not needed right now. Mm. But I often, when I sit, I have this experience of, of everything softening up, like I'm relaxing very, very deeply. And I got this, hmm, like, orange cloud. I'm in, like, a soft orange cloud kind of hole. Yeah, but it's a sensation. It's not a visualization or a sensation. It's just an effect in consciousness. It's not anything at all, you see. I, I threw all these things out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm, and any other things that can come in this way in the future also, I throw, I abandon it. It's not, it's not this. I am there before all experiences come. I am the experiencer of experiencing. Uh, in, the, in, in somehow, the evidence of experience don't really concern me deeply. It has nowhere to take me, because I'm not looking to go anywhere. I simply am. I have this duality. In the one aspect, I understand it completely. Mm. In the other aspect, I'm completely mystified. Mm. No, I, I do understand you. It's, it's completely clear what you're saying. But it's, it's just like it do, do not relate to me. Mm. Are you being what? The identity. You must look. You must not stop with the first statement no, of that no. uh, of your response. I ask you, what is watching the identity? You know? And I don't want your answer. I don't trust your answer. No. I just want to see if you will you know, somehow employ the, the question, use the question. Take the highest opportunity and potential out of the question. 
feels like homework. Okay, let's try something different. Uh, throw out all this idea about work to do or something to find or something to get or even these feelings about reaching the absolute. Throw everything away. Flush it out. Okay? Then just be what remains. No aspiration, nothing at all is there, because you are aware of that, so throw everything out. What remains? What actually is here? Go to zero, everything out. The conversation begins here, if, if one needs to take place. Start from here, in this place. And don't go to the past. There's no past, if you are true. Mm. Happiness and presence. Any conditions? Again, it's not anything. I mean, no. yeah, okay. Purity, some simplicity. Stay like this. Don't make any effort. You don't have to be careful. Nothing at all. Innocence. Please, please. Innocence. Yes. Real innocence is not even aware of itself, in fact. Mm. Innocence is like linked to my past, because I have this echo from the past, and leaving that behind gives rings a bit of innocence. So, 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 innocence tells me that I'm leaving past behind. Mm. This is what it means. Okay. So, like this, don't build. Don't build, don't acquire, don't keep. Only what is here by itself. Mm. Whatever comes and goes is natural, come and go, not your business to keep. Don't delay any any appearance. Come, go, come, go. It's not your business. Just like clouds appearing in the sky, moving by themselves. It's nobody's job to look after them. Like this. Thoughts, sensations can come. Forget about enlightenment, about you know, intention, mother, father, future, past, career, Age, gender, all of these. Is it possible? Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> I do not know for how long. Time also forget about it. <laughs> if you look from now into just what is here now, is it a duration or simply what? 
Yes, it just is. And the question, I don't know how long, it's got nothing to do with this. And this is as close as I could say. to convey uh, my own natural effortless state and that potential of possibility is in you just this just this past future they're just ideas just an idea and i don't need an idea of this why i'm here right now it's got nothing to do with future or past i had i had different feeling of this meaning before it happened that I could appreciate you more. From some strange place I appreciate you more. And also like mm, you're you're not more friendly but you're closer to me. Some some gap that is closing. Very good. No thoughts, huh? No thoughts. They can come, but they're not your business to, to somehow... To maintain the support, yeah. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So they come and go. Being the, that as you are now, let's see what happens. <laughs> Very good. Happiness. Huh? Happiness. 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 This is my first moment of happiness coming. Thank you.